You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what has gone into and what factors have contributed to the Bulls' improved play since the All-Star break, albeit two games. We're also going to talk about Pat Bev's leadership and how important it is for the Chicago Bulls to own the tiebreaker over the Toronto Raptors, which they could do with a victory tonight. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team Every day, I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bears, and Chicago Sky Central's YouTube channels. And today, we're going to talk about our lovely Chicago Bulls and their improved play. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is what exactly has gone into, what have been the factors that have contributed to the Chicago Bulls looking like a much different team. Yes, we all know the Patrick Beverly effect is part of it and that leadership there, but at least on the court. And the first thing up that we're going to talk about is the team's overall improved defensive play. This team is is back to looking like the defensive team that they were back when Lonzo Ball was playing, and communication is a huge part of that. We've always talked about here on Locked On Bulls just how important it is to have a team that 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 communicates on the defensive end, especially when you don't have the best one-on-one defensive players as the Bulls don't in Zach Levine, DeMar, and Vooch. None of those players are necessarily the best one-on-one defensive players, but they're able to punch above their weight and play a little bit better defensively when you have a player like Pat Bev and Alice Caruso as well interjected into that starting lineup, helping communicate. Patrick Beverly is such a good communicator at identifying what the other team is trying to do on the offensive side of the ball. It's very similar to the impact that Lonzo Ball had there. We're seeing better defensive ratings from Zach Levine, which we'll talk about here in kind of the next part of this, um, DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic. Now, defensive rating isn't everything as well. But we are seeing just a better and more locked in and engaged defensive team from the Chicago Bulls. And it's something that has definitely helped this team play much better is that concerned, focused, defensive effort and consistent defensive effort. And one of the things that we're not seeing with the Chicago Bulls team as well is them just not getting down on themselves um, and the energy just changing. They are going in, they're executing defensively. And I will say as well, the chain up to the, the changes to the lineup also have helped the bench unit. That that bench unit now is a defensive bench unit. When you look at Io, Patrick Williams, Kobe White with his improvements defensively, Derek Jones Jr., Andre Drummond, all those players that coming off the bench, they give energy defensively. Yes, some of them, as in Kobe White, isn't necessarily the best one-on-one defender, but it's just helping this team play much better and also pushing the pace. This team is playing with a much better pace than what they were before. Um, and so those all things are definitely contributing to this team just looking like a much better team since the All-Star break. And while, yes, a lot of that is because of Pat Beverly and, his, like I said, his communication, but Alice Crusoe also being in that starting lineup, Io, Pat Will, especially in a game like tonight against the Raptors, they're going to have to push the pace but play solid defensively as well. And we're seeing that, yes, the bench did not score very much in the last game but that defensive energy and effort around this team is contagious and when you don't have necessarily the best basketball IQ players in a Zach Levine whose basketball IQ does hurt him at times having a communicator like Patrick Beverly out there is going to help them just be so much better defensively and we're definitely seeing that from this team the next thing that's playing into this is Zach Levine is just back looking like an elite 
offensive player. And when Zach Levine plays efficiently and on an elite level, it's going to make the game so much easier for everyone around it, right? And over this this two-game stretch, albeit a smaller sample size, and we need to see it continue if this team is really going to have a decent playoff push or playing push, um, but Zach Levine over the last two games, 29.5 points per game on 65% overall shooting from the field, 58% from three-point range, three assists and only two turnovers over these last two games. But as I alluded to as well, it's also the defensive impact. Zach Levine over the last two games has had a 100.7 and a 95.5 defensive rating. Those are great numbers. I talked about at the beginning of the season, wanting to see Zach Levine make the leap defensively. And I said, hey, if you can get to a 108 defensive rating, that shows that you've made, made some steps. Now, he doesn't, he has not hit that, but at least in these last two games, we're seeing a much better engaged and locked in Zach Levine. And what an efficient scoring Zach Levine does. It allows more opportunities for other players. It allows the, well, it forces the other team to maybe double team him at times. And then when you have the tandem of Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan both scoring efficiently, it opens up that game for DeMar DeRozan to be the clutch player that he is, and especially in fourth quarters, just to come in, do his thing, get to the free throw line. And so the combination of those two things, Zach Levine being and looking like an efficient, elite offensive player again, has made the, the game easier offensively for everyone else. Now, I would still like to see Zach Levine shoot a little bit more threes, especially because we're not a three-point shooting team. It's really going to be him, Kobe, Patrick Williams that, that take the majority of the threes. But you want to see what you want to see from Zach Levine, at least offensively, you're very, very much so getting over this stretch for the Chicago Bulls. And it's just been... It's been a it's been a revelation. Like this has been the Zach Levine that we wanted and hoped to see after this contract extension. And him doing that and playing to that level, again, albeit two games, has definitely opened up the Chicago Bulls offense a little bit more. And like I said, when you have the tandem of him and DeMar DeRozan both playing efficiently, and you have your role players stepping up, making shots as well, um, it's gonna help. And and Vooch, Vooch is a consistent. Like, you know, Vooch has been the most consistent bull. It's not a slight that I don't have him on this list because he's been the most consistent. And I do think that as this team grows and as Pat Bev and and they grow more into this rotation and find their rhythm, that we're gonna see. Uh, Pat Bev utilized Vooch even better. And I I, I want to see uh, uh, Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine, pick and roll, pick and pop, really become a better, better weapon for the Chicago Bulls as well. And I do think that we can see that. So that's the next thing up that's playing a big role in the, in the Chicago Bulls improved play over these last couple of games. And the last one, this, it's just responding better to runs, right? It's not letting that energy shift. So often with the Chicago Bulls team, so many times this season, when another team gets on a run, we see this team get down on themselves. We see them start pressing the issue. We see them not as engaged defensively. They're responding to those runs much better. Now, again, against Brooklyn, wasn't very many runs to respond to, even though they did go on a miniature run, but the Bulls locked in defensively and they kept going. But specifically uh, in the last game that the Chicago Bulls played against the Wizards, we saw the Wizards take the lead in the second quarter and then take the lead again in the third quarter. And the Chicago Bulls responded by, to both of those runs and, the, and that team taking the lead in the way that we want to see them respond to. They locked in defensively. They didn't press the issue offensively. A couple of times, Zach and DeMar took some questionable shots, but outside of that, they really just went through their offense. They ran their offense. They got back. They got those, uh, they, they got turnovers. They pushed the pace. And those are the things that help this team is how they respond to runs, especially in their upcoming schedule. This team, if they play better and respond to those runs better and don't get down on themselves and learn how to stop the bleeding, 
that's going to go so far in this team just hopefully improving the season on the back end of the of, of the season and getting into the play-in. So it means so much to this team to just see the way that they've improved and it being sustainable things. All those things that I mentioned, albeit Zach Levine shooting 65% from the field probably isn't going to maintain, but the efficient play, right? These are all very sustainable things for the Chicago Bulls, and that's what makes it the most hopeful time, really, uh, of this season for the Bulls is that everything they're doing is sustainable, right? It's not just relying on other teams to get cold from the field. It's not just relying on other teams to miss three-point shots. It's not those things. The Bulls are doing things that are repeatable, sustainable, and it is in their control, limiting the turnovers, playing efficiently on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. These are all things that the Bulls can do if you can control the ball. If you get turnovers, push that pace, right? That's one thing that this bench unit has been very good at over this stretch. The Chicago Bulls bench unit, they get rebounds, they play solid defense, they get turnovers, and with that, it allows a player like Iota Sumo, a player like Kobe, who are much better in transition, and Andre Drummond to just maximize their game some. So we're seeing these things, and like I said, the, the biggest factor in this and the thing that is not you know, just riding the wave is that a lot of these things are sustainable. It's just, are we going to see them sustain? And I will say this, Billy Donovan has coached a little bit better over this time as well. I like the way he uses his timeouts better. There was one time specifically in the last game where I feel like he swallowed his whistle when he should have used it. Coaches don't even use whistles. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, so you know, those are the things that I would like to see from this Bulls team. Those are the things that are sustainable from this team. And those are the things that this team can do if they want to continue this pace that they're pushing. So, you know, it, it is what it is. And 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 the the, the improvement is, is real for this team. It's just, it, are they going to sustain it? Right now, the sustainability of it is the biggest question, even though there are, are very all very sustainable things. Are the Bulls going to sustain it? Because we've seen this team go so up, so down over the course of the season. But I, for one, I'm believing in it. And maybe they might come back to bite me in my ass. But as of right now, I'm believing in the improvement from this team. The levels of, it, of that improvement and the success of it may vary. But if they stay doing these type of things, we're going to be talking about the Bulls in the postseason for sure. But all right, next up, we're going to talk about Patrick Beverly and his leadership and what ha that has meant to the team. But first, I got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What make Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been telling you guys to go to Built.com to get your Built Bars. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All right, beautiful people. Let's get into it. Um, so Patrick Beverly Lee's leadership has been the story around the Chicago Bulls right now. We've heard him. We saw the initial press conference, him coming in and saying, hey, I don't want Zach Levine to shoot, right? And, I mean, I don't want Zach Levine to pass the ball. I want you to focus on scoring. You're our scorer. And I think that those things are coming 
to fruition for the Chicago Bulls. But a quote came out today that he said on his Pat on his Pat Bev pod, and it was this. Uh, he said that he went to Kobe on his second day with the team and told Kobe, I'm a big fan of your game. Just want to let you know, I love your game. I love what you do. You're a hooper, and you can pass it way better than I thought. Now, that's on top of the leadership that we see on the court from Patrick Beverly every single game. And for a team that was missing leadership, right? Zach Levine, who is our $215 million player, even talked about the lack of leadership on this team. Now, there are some concerns. There are concerns that you're looking at the buyout market and a player that came in with 23 games left to be the voice of leadership for your team. Yes, that does show some concerns with the roster construction. But I do want to, I, I, we do need to appreciate the fact that a player like Pat Bev is coming in and doing that. Yes, he's a hometown kid. Yes, he wanted to be here. All those things matter. And we brought in the, the, the dynamic that we were missing from this team. I always say Zach, DeMar, Vooch, they're all nice guys. They're not rah-rah leaders. DeMar DeRozan is a mentor, but he's still not a rah-rah leader. We need that. You need that edge for your guys, especially with a team that lacks that sorely. Some teams can get away with the lack of the rah-rah leader when they have a coach that's a boisterous leader coach. We didn't have that either. So Pat Bev has brought in something not only on the court that we need, but he's brought in a motivation factor for the players on this team that I think that, you know, Yes, you expect, you say players, they get paid millions of dollars. You shouldn't need a bunch of motivation, and I understand that. But this is these are still humans, right? This is still a team. This is still a sport. And sometimes just having that guy that no matter what his skill level is, is going to talk to, call people out. We saw Vooch and Patrick Beverly in the last game kind of, they, 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 they shared some words, right? And then we saw a better focus on going to Vooch with mismatches in those times. Having that leadership, is so important for this team, a team that really hasn't won nothing, right? That's another big part of it. Yeah, DeMar's gone to Eastern Conference Finals and all that, but again, DeMar's a nice guy, he, but he's not that raw, raw leader. He's not going to get in people's faces. He's going to get some texts. He's going to get in refs' faces sometimes, but he's not really going to get in his players' faces. So having Patrick Beverly come in with that leadership, that's the true Pat Bev effect. And that is something that we were missing on this team. And I don't want to overlook it. Yes, we should have had it. Yes, we should have all the time. But at the end of the day, it's important that we have that. We were missing that. It's important that we bring in that leadership factor. And for a player like Kobe White, who's been in shooting slumps this season, has improved his game vastly, has his overall game improved this season, but you would be remiss to not acknowledge that he has been in the shooting slump. But having a player that comes in and points out, hey, I love your game, can go a long way. And, and we're seeing that throughout this roster as well. And, you know, the fact that there hasn't been any discontent with the lineup changes. I know Pat, on the, Pat, Pat the designer, on the last episode talked about how he had an issue with it seemed like Io and, and Patrick Williams were just fine going to the bench. I look at it as being willing to sacrifice for the team. And the fact that we haven't heard any tension or anything like that um, I think it's a sign of the leadership and they realize what Patrick Beverly and Caruso are bringing to this team. And I think that embracing that, at least for this shortened 23-game stretch, well, now 21-game stretch, it's important to have that leader on the floor. And we see it. We see Pat Bev and how he communicates. We talked about, talked about it in the first segment, the importance of Patrick Beverly's leadership on this team. And if we, if we are going to true, if this change is true, if this change is meaningful, then it's going to be important for us to continue to grow. Um, and so I like I like the leadership aspect. I like what he brings in. I like all of that. And so 
with this team and the improvement that they're making, having somebody who's going to motivate, having somebody who's going to be in the ear, having somebody also, let's keep in mind, that believes in Billy Donovan's system. We don't believe in it, right? So many so many of us as Bulls fans definitely take a look at this team and like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we 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 wish Billy Donovan coached a little bit better. We have issues with Billy Donovan coaching, and those still hold true. Let me be clear here. I I still to my to me I still don't understand and I don't agree with the extension of Billy Donovan. But when you have somebody who's now your vocal leader of your team that also buys into what the coach is bringing, it kind of brings everybody else in line. Regardless, say what you will about it, whether you agree or disagree. But I understand the fact that Patrick Beverly believes in Coach Billy Donovan. He sings the praises of Coach Billy Donovan. And having him believe in what Billy Donovan's trying to do and trying to execute, and then him going out there and being that extension of the coach on the floor, it's helping everybody else understand what they what they need to do in their place and roles on this team. That is the importance of leadership. And I see you guys in the comments. Hire Udoka. Listen, I would, I would be the first one here. If, if the Bulls were to hire Ime Adoka this offseason, I promise you guys, I'm coming to this live stream with my shirt off, a Bulls headband, swinging it like Petey Pablo, celebrating the fact that Ime Adoka is our head coach. But it's not coming, right? We know it's not coming. And so because you have now locked in with this coach, because you have now hitched your wagon to this coach for the foreseeable future, you want players that are going to buy into what Billy Donovan is coaching and preaching. And so, you know, Pat Bev, for all intents and purposes, is that. And we've seen this team look better. The offense has looked much better, right? And that is still with Coach Billy Donovan being the one that is running, drawing up the schemes and these plays. So as we go forward to the end of the season and we really take a look at that, Patrick Beverly's leadership is going to be tantamount for this team. It's going to be highly important for this team because we don't have leaders. We are paying we are paying $100 million in our big three that aren't leaders, right? And there's something to say about that as well. So, you know, it is what it is. Nate McMillan, I'll keep Nate McMillan up off my team. I'm not a believer in Nate McMillan at all. Uh, I see you guys in the comments. So uh, that that's just, you know, that's how I look at it as a perspective of somebody who watches this team in and out. Um, and so with that said, like, because we are locked in with Billy Donovan, as much as us as Bulls fans that watch this team every single day have our questions about Billy Donovan's coaching, the Bulls ownership, whoever, is locked in with Billy Donovan. And because of that, you want a player that is going to be able to execute what he does. Maybe Billy Donovan draws up schemes, but he's not the best at calling out players to stick to the scheme. Pat Patrick Beverly is going to do that. He's going to do that. And so um, it's really when you have your point guard really truly be an extension of the coach and they're also actually running and telling guys where to go on offense and defense, having that player be an extension and be somebody who believes in what Billy Donovan is doing is going to help truly. And like I said before, and I, and I maintain this, and I know a lot of Bulls fans get on me about this. Billy Donovan is not a terrible coach. He's not a championship winning coach. He's not an all time great coach, not at any stretch of the imagination, but he's also not a terrible coach. He may not be a good coach for this team, but we're seeing that start to change and transform a little bit when you have a point guard that knows how to run that system, a point guard that believes in that system. And so as long as those things continue, um, the sky's the limit for the Chicago Bulls in the back half of the season. And we'll see how it goes. We'll see if this if this change in the Chicago Bulls mindset and things like that is going to hold true for the rest of the season. But at least right now, things are rocking and rolling. And Pat Bev being a believer in head coach Billy Donovan is helping whether we want to believe in it or not. 
All right, so next up, we're going to talk about why it's important that the Chicago Bulls do get this tiebreaker over the Toronto Raptors. But before we do that, got to talk to you guys about another one of our sponsors, and that's LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We always like it when things are for free. Uh, so how do you do it? You add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience you can quickly prioritize you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. And of course, terms and conditions do apply. All right, Bulls fans. So as we go forward now, and we know that the Bulls are in a big stretch that is important for their play-in push. I'm, I'm reserving calling in a playoff push because we're pushing for the play-in. Then we're hopefully going to push through the play-in for a playoff berth. But today they face the Toronto Raptors. And not to preview the game overall, but just to talk about how important it is that the Bulls take care of business today. The Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls have split their season series one and one so far. So if the Bulls do win tonight, they will own the tiebreaker over the Toronto Raptors. And when you look at the kind of round robin that's going on right now between the Raptors, the Wizards, and the Chicago Bulls, it's important that you own a tiebreaker in that case. Now, we tied with the Washington Wizards, so nobody owns the tiebreaker outright in that case. But with the Toronto Raptors facing the Washington Wizards two times this week, right, on top of facing us, if the Bulls are able to get a victory and own that tiebreaker, and then the Toronto Raptors go on to, to lose against the Washington Wizards both those games, let's hope they don't split it. But if they do lose both those games, let's hope they either win both or lose both because then it'll help jump one of those teams. We can absolutely see tonight the Chicago Bulls leapfrog into the playing spot, and with the momentum that they're playing with, Hopefully hold on to that. Now, the Chicago Bulls own their own destiny. They own their own future. They have to continue to play well and execute on both sides of the ball. We know that. But these little things like owning tiebreakers can definitely help on the back end of the season, especially in the season that the Bulls have 33 wins right now. Right, We are still five games below 500. You need everything that you can get in the tank to help you if you're trying to go on that play that playoff push. And that's why I do appreciate what head coach Billy Donovan came out and said not too long ago, talking about the fact that uh, him and ownership in the front office haven't had any conversations about tanking. Now, again, if a coach comes out and says, hey, yeah, by the way, we're tanking, I'm sure they'll get fined. But... <laughs> I enjoy that and I appreciate that. And the Bulls owning things like tiebreakers is going to help. And so um, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to watch it and monitor it and see. But the Bulls have to do things like that because they they project. And unless they win 90% of their winning games, they're going to need things that help, like owning tiebreakers, to get over that. When you look at the play-in area right now, the Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks, the Toronto Raptors, and the Washington Wizards are all in playing spots right now and that's with the Indiana Pacers and the Chicago Bulls in the 11th and 12th spot and not too far back to where they can't make a push into getting into the playoffs so the Bulls owning and having still games against a lot of these teams it's going to matter and we could be seeing a potential play in um 
preview against this Toronto Raptors team. And I tell you what, the Toronto Raptors, who added Jacopoto, who's playing backup center for them. I remember when a lot of people asked, hey, would, would Jacopoto even want to play backup for the Chicago Bulls? Well, he's forced into the backup now, at least for the rest of the season. But when you look at this, at, at, at the matchup with the Toronto Raptors, that's going to be a fun series. And if it gets to that, and I would not mind seeing the Chicago Bulls have to go through the Toronto Raptors, but it doesn't matter. Whoever the Bulls need to go through, they need to look at that opponent and figure it out. Now, we have, especially in that second Toronto Raptors game, we had a great game plan. We attacked them uh, before they could set up their defense. We we uh, avoided their length, causing us a lot of issues. And I think that the Bulls are going to try to do a lot of those things similarly tonight against the Toronto Raptors. Um, and they have now a point guard who's going to even help the Bulls be better defensively than what they have. But owning this tiebreaker over the Toronto Raptors, I don't want to overlook just how important it is for this Bulls team to do so. And if they can, if they can own that tiebreaker, and then the Toronto Raptors even go on to beat the Washington Wizards in both those games this week, we at that point would have a better record than the Wizards and own a tiebreaker over the Toronto Raptors. The Bulls' destiny would be in their own hands at that point. So we need that. And Shea pointed out a great thing as well. Shout out to Shea. He says, we own the tiebreaker against the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks as well. So at that point, we would own the tiebreakers over three out of the four play-in play teams. That's major for this Bulls team as they head down the stretch of this season. That is super big for this team. So if they can do that and take care of that, we'll start seeing things change for the Bulls. And I didn't even realize. Shout out to Shea for that, for that fact. Owning the tiebreaker over the Heat, the Hawks, and the Raptors can literally help the Bulls leapfrog into the place where they only need to win one game in the play-in. Right now, if the Bulls were to, were to sneak into the play-in, they'd have to win two games. And, of course, I trust that the Bulls can do that if they execute like they have been, but you want to avoid it as much as you can. So if the Bulls have the ability to finish the season strong while owning tiebreakers over the other play-in teams and only have to play one singular play-in game and win that game, that's what we need for the Chicago Bulls, and it's up to them. Like I said earlier in this thing, everything is controllable for the Chicago Bulls, and we need to see them control the controllables, take care of the things that they need to take care of that are in their control and the way that they play basketball, and we very well may be talking about some postseason basketball here on Locked On Bulls. But that is it for the episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making Locked On Bulls your first listen. If you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes. If you want to follow us collectively, you can do so at Locked On Bulls. And now that you've listened to Locked On Bulls, go and check out Game to Game NBA for your second listen. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. You can follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, or wherever you, you the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Got to make sure I get the whole thing in there. That's what she said. But I love you guys, man. That is it for us for today. We'll see you guys tonight after the game. Peace, y'all.